Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. And today, my guest is Charlotte Bastian in uh, Berlin, Germany. We met through an exchange uh, called BLA Connect, and you guys showed over here. Uh, I haven't had a chance to show over there, but uh, I definitely am trying to build up our friendship so that I can. <laughs> mm -hmm. At least maybe have a couch to crash on at some point. Yeah. We'll uh, see uh, how that works. Yeah, yeah. I'm just being transparent with my intentions. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, so how, first of all, what did you think of LA when you were out here? Yeah, you were. Was... Like, you were so uh, you were exhausted because you were here for like three days. No, we've been there longer, and I've been there three times already. I think or two times. No, three. Uh, no. Yeah, three times. The first time was 2018, then two or 17, I can't remember, but it's already the third time and everything because of this BLA Connect thing. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a, first we had an exchange partner, uh, ESXLA. We talked about it, maybe you yeah, yeah. remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had I, I did a show at that at their gallery before they closed down. Yeah, they closed because of the lockdown, I think, and all this yeah. shit because of Corona. Yeah, but this was the first time when we showed together in the Torrance Art Museum. Oh, so there was a big come together of uh, different project spaces from Berlin, artist run spaces from LA. So this was the first time we met a lot of people, and the whole BLA Connect thing started. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that was I the mean, first year for that. Yeah, I think was it 2018, I think, but I'm I'm bad at yeah. counting. But it was before Corona. So it must okay. be 2018 thing. Yeah. And then second time was 2020, and then again in 2022 last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised anymore so much. But I, and to be honest, I first saw thought, oh LA, that's won't be my town so much cars i hate cars and everything you have to go by car and and i've just seen the images of all the highways and thought oh how can this be a nice town you know it was uh -huh. really a bit uh so and and then i was really surprised how beautiful it can be and yeah, you yeah. can go by bike uh, and you, especially on the long way on the beach you can uh -huh. go from the uh, is it south yeah south to the north and can go by hours only by car uh, by by bicycle so i was really surprised how beautiful it also can be and it's not only cars, cars, highway. I mean, you uh, do. You, what, what part of town did you stay in? Different parts. I started as a 2018, my first time. I started um, in an Airbnb in um, Echo Park. Oh, okay. So that beautiful. so you have been on the yeah. east side, and then Echo. and then last time you were on the on Santa Monica or where? Yeah, Santa Monica exactly, and then also more in the south, Torrance. Because okay, when you so did the, to the, the museum, yeah. yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then in Hollywood. So I've seen different places, mm -hmm. and that's they are very different, so very interesting. So, yeah, and no, it, not... it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it, it, it is such a different city. I always like to think of it as, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's like not even a city, it's a mega city because there's cities within LA, LA County that have their own downtowns and they're like, they mm -hmm. have their own name, right? Like, uh, well, for example, Culver City 
is it is like in LA County. I, I I'm pretty sure, right? Or no, maybe it's its own county. But um, but the point being is that like you if you stand on the hills and you look out at the city, it's first of all, it's huge. It like covers this entire valley and you see all the different downtowns. And when I first got here, I thought I totally missed like where the downtown was. I thought it was like closer to where to 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 Culver City. And then I started to like actually climb up and uh and see from like a high enough vantage point. Uh and also I'm from Florida, so it's all flat there. <laughs> so there is no climbing up a hill and looking down at the landscape mm -hmm. there, you know. But um but that's very cool. Okay, so I was uh, I wanted to ask you about you you just were in Argentina uh in November, I think, right? And mm -hmm. you were you were documenting uh something that was really interesting to me. It looked like a uh not hellish, but like um kind of apocalyptic uh, uh, landscape. I mean there's beauty to it, obviously, but it didn't it doesn't seem like uh if it feels like maybe something ecologically not good happened there. <laughs> is that mm. the case? Yeah, that's the case because <laughs> it was it is a, a village, a tourist village which was flooded over 25 years by a really big salt lake. So it was a tourist area because of this salt uh, lake, because it's the salty water is very healthy. And, you know, all the world traveled there yeah. uh, for many decades. And um, but they did a mistake. They because there were a few years where they not had a lot of rain. So they bought some is it canals and dams i'm i'm missing the english words for that Dam but dams? so that the dams yeah yeah, yeah. so they dammed so it up so that the water can't come or you know that it's stuck in the lake uh -huh. so to say do you understand mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally totally okay you should be more confident <laughs> we've had conversations yeah. yeah yeah but you know sometimes i'm inventing just images i'm they're german words i'm pronouncing them that in english and think maybe it's working but sometimes you see in the face of your that's not <laughs> what i'm trying to say well i studied anyway. german in high school so maybe oh, maybe that's why it would help yeah um Okay, so, so you then, can translate when it's getting too too. Yeah, in fact, if you're stuck, just say the yeah. word in German, and I'll try okay. because yeah, because yeah. I mean, it, 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 all uh, like at least English. The thing about English is that it has so much German influence in it, right? So, mm. you know, we don't have compound words, but we've got words that are compound words from German. Okay. I think probably. <laughs> I mean, Matt, I made that up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. okay. My yeah. favorite word though is Katzenyama. Katzenyama. You have Which this is, in English? It, it, that's, in English? A, that's a hangover, right? Not exactly. A hangover is ein kata. Ein kata. What's a katzenyama? Katzenyama is more like, ooh, you know? <laughs> that is a great translation. <laughs> See, this is going to work. Okay, so yeah. so they have the, the dam and but, they try to, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to finish the, the cat thing because oh, Kata yeah. is a male cat, so it's close to... And Katzenyama is a, the female cat or cats in general are the, you know, whining cats. You could translate something like this. Oh. So maybe it, that's why you got confused because... Oh, no, Kata, someone... The hangover. Someone, as a kid, someone used to yeah. say it like all the time and he said that it was... Uh, this was like not in, I didn't learn this in school. 
<laughs> no, it's funny how that stuff happens. Uh, yeah. One time, one time, I was in an airplane with this guy that was like a huge German guy, and he he's his like we were fighting with our knees to like pushing each other to make space for each other because he was so big he was like bleeding into my space and I was like no no, <laughs> and he couldn't turn on the TV and I and I said something to him what I thought was German. Uh, to him and he was like oh yeah and then after that it like i helped him out he understood yeah. by gestures what i was saying but i thought i spoke german and then i told my friend what i uh my, my german friend or austrian friend what i thought i said and she's like you didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot in communication <laughs> yeah. yeah but um, mostly it works perfect like you know with gestures or faces yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah but like but i like I get it's a metaphor for whiny people that is influenced by cats, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, over here, we have one that's a little bit more crude, but it's like you call someone a P word, which is like, uh, do you have you do you, I mean, do I need to say the word for you know which word I'm talking about? P like penis or? Uh, well, the opposite of oh, I'll just say it. Uh, I, I, over here, we call people a, a pussy. pussy. Yeah. yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> I love I love seeing it's also a cat, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same thing. Um, but uh, I really liked seeing your face light up when you realized what I was talking about. <laughs> All right. Okay. So then the dam, let's get back to the dam because the images are very beautiful. I want to encourage people to check them out. They're very, there's, there's like a spookiness to them. It's broad mm -hmm. daylight, but it still feels like weird and eerie, right? You're not like, it's not dark in the woods. It's like open landscapes that uh, the terrain looks pretty scuffed up and rough, right? Yeah. So, so then they, they tried to contain the water in and you said that was the mistake. That was a mistake. And then when there was a time again where they had a lot of rain, then in a, during one week, the water rises so high that the whole village was underwater, oh, wow. totally flooded. The village and some areas around the, the woods and everything. So also the, um, the graveyard and everything. Yeah, it was really horrible because then after a while, all the graves, all the... the bodies were you know on the water but the, I think it was 1987 I'm not sure about the date because my brain is so small to keep everything in mind but mm -hmm. somewhere then and it was underwater under this salty water which has a kind of an um, you know it's for wood for example the wood wood soaks the salty water in it mm -hmm. so that the that the woods are still, or the, the trees are still standing there when the water uh, went back. Since 2009, something like that, or 2008, the water went back because it's getting drier and drier, mm -hmm. thanks to the climate change. And <clears throat> now the water is almost like the, in the normal level before the flood. But it's still so, got the dam. Yeah. At, at dam level, not, not pre-dam levels. Yeah, I think the dam is already broken, but there is oh, not okay. much water anymore in the lake because there were three lakes to be specific and all the, you know, this lake was a final lake and then no nowhere to go. So, yeah, but for this, you can be now in this village, which is already dry again, but it's totally destroyed by the water for being underwater for 20 
25 years, something like that. Uh-huh. So it's interesting because, you know, there are, are the, are the there windows. Any are there any standing structures at all? Or is yeah. it all wiped down? Like there, there no, are buildings still are standing? Still, there are still some buildings standing and it was, I've seen pictures and people told me it was, you know, directly after, you know, when the water went back, the buildings were more, more standing and, but it's, it's falling apart. The more years are passing, the more mm -hmm. it's falling apart because it's very, you know, the woods are actually very hard The the because of those salty, I don't know how we would say, Konservierung in German. Kon Konservierung. No. no. <laughs> so salty, uh, salty deposits, it, salty residue. Is it? It are makes trees... it harder. The wood makes it's getting harder by the wood. Okay. It's very wide and very hard. But but uh, is it for... is it petrified? Is it turning into stone yet or no? That's a almost. different thing. Almost. Almost. Okay. Almost. But uh, but is they're stone... still alive or no? No, no, they're dead. Okay, it's All everything right. is dead. So yeah. Okay. But um, they are standing. That's the interesting thing. Or most of the tr trees are still standing, and some, you know, the frames of the windows are still standing. But all which is made from steel or metal, it's rusted. Yeah, rusted. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, and it's falling apart in the stone. So it's it's mostly the whole village is a ruin. You uh -huh. only see the white trees and yeah, but it's that's crazy. Some, but you can still see the streets and they opened it a few years ago. They opened it also for tourists and they have some signs here. Here, this was a motel. Du -du -du. Here was street. Du -du -du. Uh -huh. And this, then we had a, also a tour guide and he told us about all the stories this about this hotel and here this uh his yeah very interesting history of all the place that and, no that sounds fascinating that must be crazy to be yeah. standing there and just like processing well, did did people get hurt during the flood i no. mean okay no. all right thank god they've they've yeah. they evacuated they had you know it was uh took a week until the water came it kind of came very fast but it was still time to yeah to yeah, run yeah, yeah and yeah yeah, it's not like so, tornado speed of of destruction. No, yeah, no, which is bad. insane. Yeah. Um, so so then, let me get a visual real quick. What what? Because I I think I was picturing it wrong. The dam. You saying the dam broke? So then, when it flooded, obviously the water level went above the dam, right? Mm -hmm. So the lake got bigger and covered more land. Okay, mm -hmm. and then where does the water recede to? It, are there streams coming out of it or no? Is it what does it just the streams? so once it one one once the water start, level starts to come down again, right? Yeah. Where, where's mm -hmm. that water going? Is it evaporating into the sky? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So that that's the only way it has to get out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And really. For this reason, it was twenty five years underwater. The whole. Whoa. Area. Okay. So it was twenty five yeah. years because twenty five years. Yeah. Two thousand eight. As a, it's a, it's 1986, I think, or 87, there was when, it, when, flood. when the flood was okay. I misunderstood. Yeah. I think, okay. um, sometimes Even I'm paying when attention I to other stuff. so perfectly to you in my no, 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 image. you did explain it for perfectly. <laughs> is that sometimes I'm all I'm like a little distracted while I'm interviewing because I also do other stuff. So like okay. the, those little details escape me, even though I get the general thing. I yeah. apologize. Um, that, no yeah. Problem. 
<laughs> well, we had a lot of fun during BLA Connect. I mean, I, I, uh, I, the, I didn't mean to imply that you were tired every time you were here, but I remember that was like a three day stint that you guys came in, you installed, yeah. and I tried to get you guys to interview, <laughs> to, to, to do an episode. I think you and Bettina both gave me the same expression of like, <gasps> of like, no, there's no time. And I, and that was like, because I didn't realize how short of a time you were here for. I was like, you know. Um, yeah, but it's mostly because of the stress, uh, because yeah, our yeah. luggage was lost. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah. When we just had to, set up our works our works in the luggage in the suitcase which we lost then it totally no problem you know i'm relaxed i have fun i have time but yeah, yeah. i was so stressed out about this because i was working so much for this exhibition and then you know the suitcase doesn't come and so you know you helped me to build something uh oh yeah that's the, right the glasses. Good, yeah, so yeah, was, yeah you know very last minute and then ah let's see if this is working plan b so yeah but, yeah that yeah, was fun we were stressed out because of this problem was yeah really and and uh who was the artist that had to redo their whole piece the the paper one yeah 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 poor yeah. poor what a frustrating experience there were people that even didn't make it right that was like that was uh it was what 2021 so it was no the, last year no it was last year 2022 so but there was a period where oh my god there's like this helicopter can you hear it no Okay, good. Uh, then I won't worry about it. It's just like so loud in the room. <laughs> so if it sounds like I'm yelling, <laughs> it's because there's a helicopter in the background. But yeah, no, that was around the time. I don't know what's going on with uh, air, air travel right now in, in the US. But in 2022, I remember there was a period where there was like people were not they I think they changed the rules for how long people had to isolate because it was going so bad mm. for the airlines uh, because they needed people so desperately and they, and, and like they were, you know, so around that time and there were people, there were members that were supposed to be in the show that got stuck in, yeah. in another town in Germany. Right. Yeah. Or in Norway. I think she couldn't oh, leave that's right. Norway. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was also because of a lot of strikes and the, uh, we, yeah. in whole Europe. So most of the oh, you guys were having strikes strikes yeah most of the luggage uh, was left in paris and in some other towns that was at least your the... art was in an artsy city though <laughs> yeah <laughs> they could have sent it to like you know i don't want to i don't want to say a city and offend anyone <laughs> they're like there's no art in miami i picked that one because I, I i live there um okay. So, okay, anything else you want to tell me about this space? Like, it really sounds like a fascinating thing. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I, you may also have something else you want to talk about, which you're welcome to do as well. But, but that is crazy. Just uh, the idea, like, it, it makes. Do you know? Do you guys have SpongeBob SquarePants out there? In, I in heard Germany? about SpongeBob. I've seen this when I, you know, zapping the TV, but I never look at it. It's more okay. for a child, right? Or is it yeah, for yeah, adults? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's uh, he lives in a pineapple under the sea, and uh, uh -huh. and then there's like a restaurant and stuff like that. So, the more fun version in my brain is the idea of like sea people living underneath that um, that uh, that tw that water. H how high did the level like go? Do you know? Yeah, 
because they had a, a mark, a sign on the water tower, and it was maybe eight meters at least. Eight meters. Okay. Yeah. I I, don't I know, have forgotten. Foot. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> that very hey, very you, high. I show the, you. It's over oh, your head. How, how three many times? Three times over a normal space is high. Okay. Can you right. imagine that? Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. That. Sounds good. I like that yeah. you did speak English well that time, and I still didn't understand you when you said meters. <laughs> uh, I... You used to, you used the Queen's English, not the American one, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in in Britain, they still use uh, the foot thing as well. Oh, they, they do. Yeah, I I don't know. I think so I don't know. Or are they? Oh, they're going back to the food thing because of the Brexit, maybe. I don't know. I, I, too, I, can't, I can't speak for that. Too international to use meters. <laughs> well, I mean, the UK is traditionally known as, for being trolls. There's a, there's an Eddie Izzard comedy special where, where he's like, all of Europe do this. And England's like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly like the attitude, you know. Mm. England was a Brexit before Brexit. But uh, right, they never adopted the euro, and uh, and all of that. Um, well, okay, cool. And then what? What can you like? Uh, one of the other things that I like to get a sense of for people that listen to the show is uh, spaces in different cities. Now, Berlin is notoriously very popular art destination for people, even in America, that go. Mm -hmm. That's why we do BLA, or that's why BLA Connect exists and stuff like that. Um, What's the art scene like there? You're part of a collective named Scotty. Are you mm -hmm. you guys? What do you guys do? What's your ethos? What's all of or what's your philosophy? Yeah, of philosophy. So we are artist-run space in Kreuzberg, Berlin, Kreuzberg. I don't know if you know this area. That's Very a neighborhood. Famous, of course, neighborhood. And uh, we have this space already since 2017. Uh, okay. Seven. Not 17, 2007. So mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a crazy thing. And um, yeah, we're, you know, we started as a mixed group. Now we are only women. But it's nice mm -hmm. to work only with women, I have to say. It's not <laughs> a problem. <laughs> and uh, we give opportunities to uh, different artists to show in our space and uh, or to other curators so we have almost every year a screening in january where we show some movies in our window and uh, every year open call when everybody can um, um, take part for a special theme so we have themes for a year and then uh, yeah every artist we are all artists and Every artist has an opportunity every two or three years to have an exhibition and do whatever you want. But mm -hmm. in the in the other time, we give that space to to guests. Okay. So we are working as hosts mostly. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then the uh, the members are how many members do you guys have? Ten. We are now ten. You're now ten. Uh, is it? crazy expensive i there was some artists that were visiting for a talk that i've attended uh or a discussion a group discussion uh and they were just they were talking a lot about how over there there's a huge gentrification problem 
So mm -hmm. the neighborhood that you're talking about, is it like, are there art galleries there because it's a little run down and cool? Like, what is the neighborhood like? Describe it to me so that we get a sense. Yeah, we are very close to a very touristic area. Okay. But it's still not high touristic. It's not maybe 15 meters in the other direction. It's getting uh, more viable. And in our in our area, it's still, it's still kind of quiet. It's still okay. Mm. And we are lucky because because of the the owner of our house is an is a guy who wants to support us as artists. Mm. He, you know, he is an old hippie, I would say. So he <laughs> doesn't German want hippies. to make who doesn't want to make profit. <laughs> you know, he has uh, uh, he's an old we say alt 68er from the 68s where all this the people all the students. Um, were on demonstrations for change and everything. So, what what, he, what were they protesting particularly specifically? Protesting as mostly against the old, after World War or after the Nazi stuff. You know the the mm -hmm. parent generation and all this conservative politic in West okay. Germany. So, okay, yeah, all right, that makes yeah. sense. Because like we we always forget how complicated that history is, right? You guys were split, and then uh, did you you were obviously alive when, or I mean maybe that's presumptuous when the Berlin Wall came down. Sorry, <laughs> were you alive? Do you remember it? Yeah. Okay. I was well, already fifteen. You were already so fifteen. Very much alive. Yeah. What did what what was that time like? That is insane. That must have been crazy. Um. Yeah. Very interesting and crazy time because um, I've, I'm already originally from East Germany, so from okay. East Berlin. Oh, and, really? So yeah. you lived? You lived uh, the the? What is it as bad as everyone says it was? Like it sounds pretty terrible from the Western, from American perspective. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say no, but. It's it's you know there are different sides. You can't say it wasn't that bad that everybody says. But the after when the war came down and I had my first travels to you know and met some West German youth people and they were telling me ah and I heard in school you had to eat anything and you had no toilet paper and then you couldn't do this and you couldn't uh, you couldn't talk to anybody because you go to prison blah, blah blah and I was like I don't know what you're talking about this is <laughs> not my life yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and so that's that's sort of what of... I what I figured right it, yeah. it's there's always so much more stuff heaped on top and it's like the suffering is there guys <laughs> you don't have to let it, yeah. like right <laughs> it still wasn't good you don't have to be like uh yeah there's a yeah. there's a there's a woman over here that is a YouTuber called uh, something pack, whatever. She talks about like what it was like in North Korea. And every time she talks, I'm like, you're full of shit, dude. <laughs> Cause she's like, the children would eat the rats of the people that were eating the eyes. And it was just like, and then if you really like start breaking down what she's saying, it doesn't make any sense, but she's huge on YouTube. So mm -hmm. uh, like, because, because people are hungry for that tragedy porn, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they, tragedy they, they porn. <laughs> And they mm -hmm. and they want to feel like they're good because they're fighting for something and they're aware of something, you know. It's crazy, but yeah. but th thank you because I, I that that is enlightening to me. I I did not know that, uh, yeah. or I've I never mean, had a chance. It's part of the whole Cold War thing that 
of course, everybody from West Germany or from the US has to think, oh, the East and, you know, it's so bad and so bad people and everything, you know, prison-like mostly and poor and I don't know. So this is, there are some parts that are obviously true and there were prisons and everything, but it's it's has nothing to do with all the stories yeah. which, you know, people told me about my life. It was really like, okay, uh-huh. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is wild. Well, I, yeah. I, I relate to that a lot as a as a Latin American person because mm -hmm. there are actual horrors that happen in Latin America, like horrible things to this day, you know, like mm. uh coups that are like Hillary Clinton coup, Haiti and uh, and Honduras and all of that. Uh, while she was under President Obama. And it it is insane because all you hear about him is how bad, like all people think about, like the idea of a, of a dictator, Latin American dictator, so funny to me. Like Hugo Chavez, when I was a kid, I thought he was a bad person because I lived in Miami and all the Cubans hated him because he's a socialist, right? But uh, but when when I, as I grew up, I started to hear from like Venezuelans that were poor and of color, and they, they, I, I started to became become aware of like, oh, like they really love this guy because he helped them not be poor anymore, mm -hmm. and, and and so, yeah, it, it, it that now I look back at the the speech he did, at I think at the UN uh, uh, where he was like, it still smells like sulfur here, uh, but talking about George W. Bush, and I'm like, man, that guy was was brilliant. <laughs> But yeah, I told it's it's so crazy. So much so people are programmed with so much propaganda that like even mm. I have a hard time knowing what's real and what's not. You know what I mean? Totally. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have to yeah. keep talking about your trauma. <laughs> Is there something else you want to talk about? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm I'm stopping myself from barraging you with questions. Actually, one more. Um, how did it Germany get split up into East and West Germany? Was it was it a military takeover uh, by no. the Russians? No, it was split up after the war, right? After the war, because there were the Americans, the English, the French, and the Russians who, or the Soviets, you must say, mm -hmm. to be correct, it wasn't only Russia. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then, you know, because there, the West part with from the West, um, oh, I'm missing the word. You know what I mean. The, yeah, yeah. The western part of the country, western party. Yeah, but uh, uh, I don't even know it in German. But um, there became, I would say, capitalism. That was, a, you know, there were a Marshall Plan. The U.S. Uh, pushed the the oh God, this words, the economy with the Marshall oh. Plan. Those they put a lot of money in it, and they had yeah. a different uh, money than in East Germany. So uh -huh. then in East Germany, of course, Soviet Union wanted to have a kind of a socialism. And uh, so then there were two governments. And then it was already, I think, 63 or 60, yeah, 63, I guess, when the when the wall was built. Before that, it was still traveling, a lot of black market things because of this totally different systems, of yeah, course. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, so then they decided, okay, we make a cut here and we will build a wall. And uh, so after that, it wasn't allowed to anybody to travel to West Germany or to Western 
countries anymore, except mm. of the very old people. So my grandma and my grandfather could travel because probably because they think, yeah, old people are not going to leave us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they won't leave us. They come back to their families and everything. The yeah. um, and then how how does that re so like was it split? Was East Germany just split, and then Berlin was down the like it cut right down Berlin? Okay. Yeah. Can I tell you how dumb I was as a kid? I used to think that Berlin, that the East East Germany was just that part of Berlin, and the wall was there. So the wall, the the but the the wall is only in Berlin. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there me... was a, a border, a very strict border between East Germany and West Germany. Also, uh -huh. you couldn't go through it, so it was very dangerous, and there was a shooting order to say that. When okay. someone tries to get over the border, then they people could they just shoot you. Shoot, yeah. But the wall exists only in Berlin. And then, so but you guys could travel to uh, Soviet uh, countries, no problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the coolest one? The coolest... did you get to the, like like when when you I mean because. I'm like I'm thinking about like my childhood and I got to go to like cool cities like Paris and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I want to know what what the hot spots for Soviets were. Like what what was like I mean they have uh, especially Soviet Union which is where also Armenia, Georgia, you know, different countries which are not only Russia anymore. So yeah, uh, yeah. So we've been, I've been with my troops, with my parents on the Black Sea in, in Georgia. Oh, Is wow. It Georgia, Georgian. Is it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it right. And it was really fascinating because they have palm trees. You really think, you know, oh, oh my God, I'm really in a different world. So it was not probably how you would imagine Soviet Union. It was really, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, we were on a bazaar, on a market, and they had melons and tropical fruits and uh yeah totally different lifestyle of course so it was very and sitting outside on the palm trees and uh it was very impressing for me as a child uh-huh you know so and i felt all all the people in the soviet union also the russians are very friendly to children they love children it was very different to germany because we Germans don't love kids so much. <laughs> <laughs> or we are not the friendliest people on the planet. And I was really, I really liked to be there because everyone was like, oh, she's so, I couldn't understand everything, of course. But, uh, you know, you get the gestures and they made me presents and they were like, oh, she's so, she's so smart and so beautiful. And, you know, I was the best <laughs> kid in the world, obviously. So I liked it there. Yeah. Yeah was interesting cool. but when i get a bit older like maybe with 12 or 13 we've been the first time in budapest in hungary oh wow and this was a really cool town and they were more influenced influenced by the west they had some stuff over there we couldn't buy in in berlin uh-huh so you know when you get older you want to have the cool stuff some blinky well, if Hair if it's banned, or... it's the coolest stuff. Like if, if it's not allowed, what's cooler yeah. than that? <laughs> Especially. Yeah. Did you? So, so did you? Okay. I'm sorry to keep throwing stereotypes at you, <laughs> but oh. did you guys like? 
What is the, were jeans like a hot commodity? Like, did, do was the were, were things like that? Like, what got in? What got in that you guys that were like objects of like, oh my god, this is the coolest shit ever. Um, yeah, the interesting thing is, I still notice that I'm not so into brands. Yeah, because okay. I wasn't grown up with brands, and I really don't care. You know, I know some names now. But it's still not that I think, oh, wow, the hottest shit. And it wasn't, you know, it was just like if someone had a, a package from West Germany with some old clothing, that was just cool. Because oh, it was okay. from, it was some stuff from, from West Germany. It doesn't have to be a special brand or something. So uh -huh. it was totally enough, you know, and of course that it fits and it looks kind of cool. But I can't remember that any of my friends in school or someone had a thing about a special brand. But do you do you know what's fascinating about that? Over here, there was a thing. There was a a pair like uh, probably around this time, and you hear about it a lot in hip hop. Lee patches. So what people would do is they would buy. Th there would be pants that were a brand called Lee, not Levi's. Lee L E E, and. Mm -hmm. It became so popular and so coveted that people started getting fake patches and sewing them on. And and it's all over hip hop. Like everybody's like, that's a way to insult someone in a hip in a rap song mm -hmm. where they're like, You you got your Lee patches, you know. <laughs> and for the longest time, I didn't really know what it was because I, I was a little I came to the country later, you know, I came when I was 12. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's really fascinating. That uh, what what about cinema? Did, what what kind of entertainment did you guys watch? Is there like a a history of like German, East German, Soviet uh, film that you guys got to experience? Like this is like a pretty big divide, and I'm like, it's blowing my mind. I'm so sorry. I did not know you were. <laughs> I did not know you grew up in East Germany. That's so cool. <laughs> I mean, not a great experience, but it's so cool to like actually meet someone. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was traumatic. I don't mean it like no, it's cool it wasn't that... traumatic. I have to be honest, it wasn't traumatic to me. I know there were were people which had traumatic experiences. I yeah, never yeah. doubt that, but it wasn't for me. I really had a good kind of good childhood. Of course, there were difficulties in schools, especially when you grow up and have your own opinion and think about things and don't want to get everything what they tell you in school mm -hmm. and but it was already the late 80s when i was in this special age 14 13 14 when you get a your own head or maybe mm -hmm. a bit earlier and it was possible at that time to discuss with teachers and not you know not to go in prison or something like that so it was already a time where you can feel okay something is changing and something has to change because everything were gonna fall apart so it was already in the air so mm -hmm. i'm for this i'm pretty lucky that i'm late born that i you know could could go all the way from this starting in you know the discussions in school mm -hmm. or with my parents and then uh, to live through this to all this change yeah? mm -hmm. but um the other thing you asked i forget about it cinema cinema and and just yeah. culture right because like that's such an important tool of 
American oppression <laughs> to the world, right? Yes. Like we send out the most right wing stuff so that everybody like loves capitalism and everybody thinks guns are cool. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we had a really we had some good uh, East German movies, mm-hmm. so which which I was interested in to go to the cinema, especially when they started to to uh, talk about difficulties in the in the society. It was more, you know, like uh, through or in between the. Um, the lines i don't know mm-hmm. if this is english yeah yeah so one. so they're, they're not saying things outright but there's implication and people implications like, exactly. yeah, yeah and um, then it, get it uh get it uh interesting and yeah and so but of course the english films or the american films we i watched et in cinema or beverly hills cup i remember in that in the cinema yeah we had some uh so some american stuff would get movies. in yeah okay yeah, and I there were what... huge lines on the cinema. I remember that for Beverly Hills Cup. Yeah, so, I mean, it was great. <laughs> great success in East East Berlin. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that is fascinating. Like uh... one another thing, Javier. I was uh, I played in the in the East German movie when I was a kid. Really, so... as an extra or an actor? As an extra. What is it? Extra is a background actor. Someone that Uh, doesn't have lines. Ah, okay. Extra. Or or did you have lines? I had lines. Oh, okay. So then you weren't an extra. You were a featured actor. (laughs) Featured, yeah. I actually, I'm embarrassed because I don't think that's a term. (laughs) Featured actor. (laughs) And I live in Los Angeles and I'm like, I should know what the actual term is. But (laughs) (laughs) so I wouldn't say actress. I would say I was a kid playing with some adults but it was a lot of fun so but yeah. i for this i got some impressions of the whole scenery you know in there the studios in potsdam babelsberg i don't know if you heard about babelsberg where they is that your china chita uh, <laughs> it's kind of a hollywood in in close to yeah. berlin our yeah. tiny hollywood they filmed the with marlene dietrich and mm some famous people over there so and then the defa this is a german east german company defa called they work there too in the studios and the studios are still still uh, alive they're still making films over there yeah. also international productions yeah um yeah. so you you made me think of this because uh, in italy in rome Cinecita is where the is their Hollywood, right? And it's like mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, it's I mean it's it's cool, <laughs> but um, they 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 had a very specific film movement that uh, like the neorealism. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with Antonioni? I'm sure you are because you're a very yeah. cultured person. But <laughs> is there is there is there a um, is there like a move? Are there cinema movements, East German cinema things that like that that existed? Was it that cohesive? Uh, I'm I'm like I'm trying now. I want to see like what the proper what the underlying propaganda of those movies are. Do you have like a good movie recommendation that I could maybe try to check out? Because I'm fascinated. I, Antonioni, I watched uh, the adventure and I was like, oh my god! It was it was it was so much. 
and so riveting that I was like, I need to stop watching this because I need to digest the first half of the movie because all it is is just like people, like it's so, it's it's sort of abstract and it's all about the interactions that these people are having. There's like the rich characters are moving around the city and there's all these dramas that are popping up around them as they interact with people, right? Like uh, uh, a, a jealous wife uh, of a baker gets angry at the at, at him for talking to one of the characters you know that those little things that but they're but they're all very much about the common man right about mm -hmm. uh, like because of that socialist bent that that uh, came out of uh coming out of uh second world war in in Italy it's mm -hmm. and so so that whole genre is all about that and there's like there's a really beautiful moment where they stop at this town and it's a ghost town and they're like who built this? Why did they build it? And and I'm like, oh, the mafia built it to make money <laughs> off of it, <laughs> you know? And that's kind of like what you were saying about the implication there. Like, if you don't know Italian culture, there's a question mm -hmm. asked and you don't necessarily understand what is being highlighted there. Yeah. But everybody in Italy that watches that probably goes, the same thing I did. Oh yeah, that's mm -hmm. like, it's a it's a scam. <laughs> mm -hmm. Does 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 cinema have something like that? Like, is there a, 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 a are there movements of German cinema of socialist cinema that uh, I'm not aware of? I'm sure that like people know, but I just don't. Yeah, I'm not an expert, really. I don't know if there is a name for this, but I I know I I could recommend you a film. It's called Solo Sunny. It's Solo about Sunny. it's about a woman who tries to be a singer and. That was pretty famous, and I think they won also a, a prize in West Berlin at the Berlinale. Mm -hmm. And there are more, you know, this this movies about the the normal life, the normal people. Slice of, of life. We had no. That's exactly we had what no, I wanted. Uh, Beverly Hills Cup, something like that, or some fantasy stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly what I want to see. That way I don't have to keep asking you questions. There's movies that I can look at. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think I'm... this is a nice movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, that's, that's really, really cool. I'm definitely going to check that out for sure. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think it's really interesting, especially, you know, like we've, we've referenced the, the second world war and all of the things that radiated out of it. Right. Like the Cold War is a direct out, out, outcome of that. Mm -hmm. And and just how important that like like it's hard to understate that it was a world war, <laughs> you know, like it was the world and it the world was never the same. And uh, and it's interesting to me how valuable Germany was to America that we mm -hmm. rebuilt you guys to such a crazy extent that you guys have a better quality of quality of life than we do now. You have health insurance that we gave you. <laughs> you have all these things. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is this all the part of America? I think it's also part of the the competition between East and West. I I'm not sure if would West Germany ever would build up such a good uh, uh, health insurance. And you know oh. all the social system. If there wasn't be the other side and this competition, who which country is better for the people? And uh, because you know the socialism, it was always uh, the thing that yeah, okay, we have a little bit less money, but we are here for the people, and you can bring your child to 
daycare when it's little and all these things and not that that women have to be uh, housewives and stay at home to take care of the kids and everything. So that this was also built in West Germany. I I think it's not only because uh, the U.S. No, no. pushed some money in there. It's probably... You're Part you're you're calling war. me out on my Americanized bullshit. That's the that's what I was telling you about the propaganda. You don't even know until you have a conversation mm. that you're full of shit. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that. No, <laughs> no, I I know. I I I yeah. I am comically hard on myself <laughs> okay. when it comes to this stuff. No, um, that's crazy. That really is interesting. Um, yeah. What you're speechless. <laughs> no, I, I know what the question is. I just won't want to be careful how I ask it because yeah. I, I want to be sensitive to your parents, but your parents lived through the Second World War, right? And then they also no. lived through the no? No. They, they were I mean oh, my no, mother they were was born. Sorry. I'm not that old. No, my 40, mother. 40, my mother was born in 45. I thought she lived through the war too. Or she she was born after it. So after yeah, right after. I mean the war ended forty-five. Yeah, yeah. Right? 45. So, and my mother, but my father, you're right. My father was born in 39. So, it was during the war. And he used to live with his family in the in the former East Poison East. I don't know how it's called, but it's now, it's, uh, it's Poland. Okay. After the war, it became uh, Poland. And they had to, they, they were refugees. The whole family from my father were refugees during the war or, you know, end of the war. So when he was really a little, little boy, five years or something like that, there were. On, and my, my aunt is still alive. She tells me the stories. It was a tough time. They had to go by train in the winter time, you know, like no heat, no food. And there over days, the train, you know, for actually for animals, this kind mm. of trains. Oh yeah, cattle. Uh... And then they arrived as refugees, and nobody wanted them. Like, mm. no, it doesn't matter if they were also they... from Germany or not. Are you? Is your family of Jewish descent? No, no. They so were they're... refugees because they were, you know, in 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 a part of big Germany where it wasn't any more German after the war because then it was Poland. Oh, okay, okay. So all right. So so he was he was escaping proper Germany to go to the to the part of uh, that is now Poland. Exactly. I, I'm understanding it right. Okay. Yeah. 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 That that's 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 interesting. I and then so, how how how? It, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you wanted to ask something about my parents. So my mother hasn't seen anything because she's born forty five, so the war was over. But my father, he, you know, he was a little boy and he lived all this. He had a rough youth because he, he and his family, they were refugees in a small place, a small village in Brandenburg, close to Berlin. And, you know, they were poor and they had nothing and nobody, all the farmers were mm. very horrible to the refugee people. So, yeah, he really... No, that's to, tough. to suffer from the war. Yeah. Well, I'm less interested. In, what I'm what I what I'm curious about is their timeline now, because we talked about yours a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And then and then how you guys meet in the middle. 
because you have been westernized at this point and they they're they're to some degree have lived in the east right uh for 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 longer than you um and and like what what do they do what is their like do, have you said another western thing that i uh, have you seen goodbye lenin <laughs> yeah of course it's a nice okay. movie it's a great yeah. movie yeah how yeah. how do you feel about that representation cuz that was the first time i saw a movie where like it seemed kind of chill like the way that they that mm -hmm. like it, it it made east berlin seem more innocent to me right mm -hmm. and and my understanding is that lenin is not stalin in terms of like being true. a good person yeah yeah <laughs> true lenin uh, was already dead yeah yeah you know before no but stalin. i'm saying like that that people loved lenin whereas like people hate stalin mm -hmm. yeah yeah but today i would say nobody loves lenin anymore because everything which comes from former soviet union is like oh you know the russians and it's also you has, has that been has has that been all along like after the wall fell down people didn't like russians uh, or people were like there was yeah, like xenophobia against russians that may that is really interesting yeah i would say it's so hard so it wasn't but it was it, i mean it's still during all the still uh, during gdr times it was every time it's like more especially for the use are the cool vest the cool uh -huh. americans and mm, the russians boring and yeah, all, yeah. you know but when you get to to know them like me and my parents in the but that not everybody had the possibility to get to know real uh, russian people then you know oh they're you know they're not monsters they're not yeah, like yeah. in the movie uh, rocky or something when it's always so bad russians but <laughs> yeah of course when the war came down and they're talking about their... dolph lundgren <laughs> no, about sorry i interrupted maybe... you you just made me laugh with your impression of the rocky movies <laughs> i think you're talking about rocky five <laughs> that is a propaganda I just movie that, that i've seen some movies and i thought okay that's that's a Russian guy. Is this yeah. kind of how oh. you see it, okay? And Rambo three, and in Rambo three, the 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 Al Qaeda, the Taliban are are or no, actually, it's not even Al Qaeda. I think it's just the Taliban are like, oh no, the Mujahideen. They give they they give a a shout out to the Mujahideen in the end of Rambo three. So like, all of those movies are insane. So it was the Russians that got that won the war <laughs> right like yeah, without alone. the russians what's that not alone they yeah not alone yeah, but but yeah. i mean if you look at the numbers of how many people died how many russians died compared to everybody else yeah. it was pretty brutal and it was really when mm -hmm. he started to go he he started to go to russia and try to invade that it would it did yeah. not go well for him <laughs> like if he True. had just stopped <laughs> Mm. Uh, you know the the british would have been like oh it's fine it's fine we do this all the time you know but uh but he went into russia and russia was like no fuck you guys <laughs> mm. yeah no it's really it's yeah also very uh, sad history when i think about it and it's still yeah. it's still the um, they were treated so badly even when also the soviet union had so much to suffer because of us of our yeah. history so yeah, yeah yeah difficult but yeah but now it's 
getting difficult and more difficult. Like it now, it, now, now, now politics are getting, you feel that? Yeah. In yeah, what yeah. Sense? I know I heard of some Russian people in Berlin. There are also Russians living in Berlin. They were now having a hard time, of course, because of the war between Ukraine and Russia. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a sad that people don't understand that you can't put everybody in one pot and say, oh, these are the bad ones. And these, you know, and yeah. make every person personally uh, responsible, responsible for that. So that's yeah. stupid. I mean, yeah. I remember during the war in Iraq that I live going to Europe and, and talking to people who were like, the Americans suck. And I was like, hey, <laughs> a mm, lot of us like. People don't understand that that there is dissent in these countries. They think that the only place that it happens is in America. But like, honestly, I mean, people don't even know how many military bases. Everybody that talks about China and Russia as being a threat does not recognize that we have 870 some ish military bases in the world. And there was recently a thing about what's happening in Taiwan. And there was like... uh. <laughs> they showed a graphic of like of um of where all the bases were and they were showing it as if like well look china is right here where america has all these interests instead of saying like china is here and america is encroaching on their interests right like it's so mm -hmm. crazy the way that that all these like propagandistic things happen and and you guys I mean, you guys must be going through some stuff after after someone we don't know who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. <laughs> True. Yeah. But to be honest, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was everything is more like, oh, now end of the world and now we can't heat anymore and blah, blah, blah. But to be, the the government handled it pretty well. So I think well, the I mean, reason it's. it's very much more expensive now but the the reason that it that it was okay is because we what uh now we're selling oil conveniently <laughs> now, now we're selling natural gas to you guys <laughs> a pipeline blows up a new market opens for america who knows how that happens but yeah i mean totally uh and it's more expensive because of the disruption so like it's now you guys are getting gouged this way we get gouged by price uh, gas prices you know mm. when opec is like Screw you guys. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it's actually, you know, speaking of which, it's very, speaking of Second World War, the world order is changing completely. Where like, mm. uh, you know, you've got Lula in Brazil telling everybody to like abandon the dollar. The dollar has been the standard after World War II because it kept countries more stable from inflation in their own countries right so that's why we we did the the gold standard dollar thing from there and in the 70s we went off the gold standard we've been off the gold standard a couple of times and then we just never got back and now what they can do is just print insane amounts of money the money that's going to ukraine is not money that people have paid in taxes we are giving so much money to ukraine that it is money that is printing that they're printing and there's like a weird trick that the banks are playing with keeping interest rates low, you know, and like basically the the solution to all the problems in America are you guys are just going to have to be poorer, you know, citizens as like nobody mm -hmm. else makes any sacrifices. But it's really crazy. Um, oh, the last thing I wanted to, 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 to ask regarding your relationship with your family, like that that point of view, do you do you do you like. 
do they see the world differently than like maybe people of their same age? You know, like for example, definitely they see the world differently than my parents who are not technically not part of the baby boom, but they are immigrants. They're refugees who immigrated during the baby boom or, or of that baby same generation. And like the baby boomers are a completely different thing than people born in like, let's say Africa <laughs> that of that same in those same years. Right. So do what it what is what is the equivalent like? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know? Do you understand what I'm asking? More or less, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can take it from there. <laughs> and I, I take it from your it. gestures. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is what is that? What is it like to be a person who's gone through these processes? You, 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 you go as for, especially with your father. He's a refugee. He yeah, go. He, my father's you know, already dead. So he, no, oh, he was. Know, I'm sorry. Yeah, he died in eighteen eighty six. So he. Oh he, wow. Didn't he died know when I was six the... years old. Oh, you're so young, right? <laughs> yeah, I was already 12. <laughs> so you're six years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good for you. <laughs> hey, man, I'm older than some people and it sucks too. <laughs> <laughs> I Happens. look at them, I look at them yeah. and I'm like, God damn it, if I, if I knew what I knew now, know now back then, you know, about how little <laughs> anything matters. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah no so, but so, yeah. talking about my father yeah he died before the wall came down so he okay. he didn't he never see got to experience how it, that he got some because in 1986 1985 i think maybe a few years before we or the soviet union had gorbachev coming mm -hmm. and uh, there was already the talk about perestroika glasnost everything so he knew okay something will change he knew it and he had, you know, he was very much into politics, but he he want, he believed in socialism. He was almost blindedly in love with uh, the idea of socialism and that the people, you know, have a better life. And yeah. so he wanted to believe it so hardly. I think it would be very, very rough for him to see the wall coming down and that especially which is already affecting my mother but she is another kind of person she is more you know she can take it i would say mm -hmm. she wasn't so much into politics but that the the people tell you from you know west germany or wherever in the world oh you had such a bad life and everything what you've done in your life and your work is not worth anything I mean, it's very short sets like this, more or less, it's the same problem that they feel a bit worthless compared to West German lives. Mm. So, mm. and I guess it probably would have killed my father because he believed so much in a better world and, you know, that everything makes sense at the end, even the bad things, and they have to be for a reason, the wall have to be there to protect us. And he wanted to believe it. And mm -hmm. he did not want to see all the bad parts. So I guess, you know, when everything was changing, it was probably would have very tough to him. But my mother, she had a really good life after the wall came down. She traveled with her new boyfriend to all the countries she couldn't travel before That's and nice. uh, so she knows she has also the thing okay 
I I know I've done something. She worked at the uh, TV as a scenographic. How do you call it? Cinematographer. Yeah. She, she, the camera yeah. camera person. No, no, no. The um. What is, what is it? Is it set okay. dresser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a job for sure. Yeah, that's a job. So, and she knew, okay, I worked my life and I've, you know, I know people and we had a good life and we, so, and then to hear, rah, rah, everything is bad. And like you say, mm. you're traumatic and she, she doesn't feel it like that. But she also sees now from a different perspective, of course, not everything mm. was right and has to change. And she also has the, the good parts of the change yeah. now. Um, yeah. do, what, what is her favorite city that she visited? Do you know? Do I know? No, I don't know. You don't know. I'm, I'm just curious what somebody who yeah. lived in, in East Germany, I mean, it's fine. I, I'm just exp explaining the question because I think it's an interesting thought. Like maybe you should ask her at some point you, because yeah. to me, it's fascinating. Like what, when you have never been to the West and you finally get to go, what, what, get, what has the biggest impression on you, mm. you know, like, uh, so, so anyway, I, I, I mean, I just think it's an interesting question. We don't even need an answer to make me satisfied, but just to ponder it is fun. Um, this is really, really cool. I really appreciate you sharing all of this. This is like very personal. I, I as a German, I feel like I've, <laughs> I've gotten under the, the, uh, <laughs> the aloofness. I mean, you've shared some very, very private stuff with me. I really, oh. really, really appreciate. Uh, Hopefully nobody will watch it afterwards. <laughs> I think, oh God, what I've, what I've done. No, no. I mean, I think it's very humanized. I think you talked about the, like, I think, I think you talked about some stuff that, uh, I'm definitely fascinated and I'm sure a lot of American people would benefit from hearing. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, I think like in terms of educating the West on, on the realities of what the world really is like, uh, I think that you've done a great job. We've just done it by sharing very personal stories about your father and all of that. Like that's where, I, that's where I feel like maybe I went too far in asking. So <laughs> I hope you're okay with it, but I feel like it was pretty tame. Uh, you know, and um, yeah, man, I, I mean, wow, like what a what an opening of my perspective. Thank you so much, because that that is just so crazy to even imagine, you know, like the only thing I've seen about it is all from the Western perspective. Do you know about the CIA uh, and their involvement in promoting art out here? Have you have you heard about this at all? No. So apparently. Uh, there's a book, I think it's called Finch or something like that. I haven't read it, but basically people like famous writers like Susan Sontag and all these people. And it's not that crazy because at the, at the time or like back back in the 60s and whatnot, there was the the uh, there were government programs that funded art that were made to like make people aware how poor people were during the Dust Bowl. Right. The farms. And that's where like. Uh, Leif Relander and a bunch of famous photographers got their funding and and got their start, right? They would go out and you see these photographs of people that are destitute, that are American, right? And uh, I kind of think I've lost my play, a point. What were we just talking about? <laughs> um, oh, the CIA. Okay. So, I <laughs> so Susan Sontag and all of these, I, I, I don't know, I don't think Leif Relander, but Susan Sontag was one of the people that stood out. She apparently worked with the CIA. And part of this mm -hmm. program was to make abstract expressionism 
very popular make it make it look like hey look at how free we are to express ourselves what a, you know i'm paraphrasing a paraphrase of someone else's paraphrasing right so i haven't read the book so take it take this all with a grain of sand someone told me about it at a party and i'm repeating it <laughs> but uh but when i did look into it i did i was surprised by some of the people that i thought always thought were like you know real independent thinkers taking part in a program that is like in a cold war program essentially to promote american culture as superior as you know the west is better we're free you know and and but it's also just very capitalist you know i think that like mm -hmm. i think that the idea of your father dying because capitalism won is a very very valid thing i feel that as an American trapped in capitalism, that is a very, very like I, I'm like, yes, I totally get it. You know, if mm -hmm. my dream of this thing died, it's different. So, yeah. yeah, but it's also I think it's also to to see that you had, you know, the wrong ideas, not mm -hmm. only that the, the other thing wins that you don't want, it's only to uh, recognize okay fuck i believed in a i had really wrong ideas about yeah. how my country is and yeah. there are other things i didn't want to see but i have to accept them i think this is also part of this feeling oh my god you know he could have died because of yeah, this yeah, yeah. not only because it's also because of the self um denial um, denial yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, oh. and, and I mean, I think I, I totally, I think that over here we have that too, you know, like where people are like, um, like they're, they're, they're in denial about how horrible the system they benefit from is right. Like mm -hmm. I try to not be, but it makes me kind of sad. So I need breaks, <laughs> but, but the reality is that like, like over here, like if you look at how people treat, uh, treat each other in France during these protests about retirement, and you see how like people over here, they've they've got us all hypnotized into thinking that we're all alone in a way that uh, I, it makes me very jealous of the French. Mm -hmm. You know, that that is like one of the most I, I think may give it 20 more years. We'll see. We'll see if they can keep the machine spinning over here, but uh, the, the corruption machine. But uh, it is very strange. And uh, and now we are having censorship promoted by the people that are on the left and they're mm -hmm. like, they're like, yeah, no, we got to keep this as a safe space. And they don't realize that that's how it starts. They don't realize that the government protecting you is a bad thing. It's always a bad thing. And it never, it, it never stops at just, you know, keeping hate off of the internet and all of that. So, so we, like you said, we're also in a very straight, strange place. And you guys are kind of fucked because we threaten you. <laughs> like if if Germany doesn't do what America wants, we're like, oh, okay, well, fuck you. We're gonna make your lives miserable, <laughs> you know. Yeah, or not helping anymore. That's it's already, yeah. you know, we Germany couldn't couldn't survive probably when it's on its own. Yeah. So, but you're also the an economic powerhouse, so they don't want you. They don't want you and Russians getting together. That's the whole Nord Stream pipeline thing. If you guys are getting, if, mm -hmm. if you guys are dependent on them instead of us, then we can't cut off your oil or your, your, your power. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. they had a pipeline. They could just turn it on and off. <laughs> 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 that too. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, I think we should end there. But thank you again. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed hanging out with you when you were in L.A. And now that we've gotten a chance to sit down and have a conversation that isn't all of us running around and trying to drill holes in walls. It's really nice to see that like, hey, this is, you know, what I relate like, like I said. I also like I'm from a country that also has a tragic past, you know, mm -hmm. and 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 my tragic past is also tied to America. Right. And 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 the uh, horrible things that America has done, you know, your case, maybe it, it was it, it's a different in, it, like imperial influence. But empire is very, very strong and very, yeah. very brutal. And Americans don't study Latin American history because it would make them sad. They don't know anything mm -hmm. about us. So. Cool. Thank you so much. And uh, anything that we can promote for you, you are uh, at Bettina. Uh, sorry, you're not Bettina. You're at Charlotte. I just got German names in my head. Charlotte <laughs> uh, Bastian at, 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 uh, at on Instagram, right? Is there Charlotte Bastian com? Because there are so many Charlotte Bastians already that I really? have a com at my end of my name, like my website. Okay. But without the dot. Charlotte Bastian okay. come like one word. Yeah. Okay. And but then, I'm not uh, so much often on Instagram, I have to say. But anyway. But people should go there to see those photographs you took while you were in Argentina that okay. are dope. Because that True. I did you were posting those then. And that's how I yeah. knew that you had some fire stuff to to talk about. Because I'm like sometimes it's useful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then you have a website? Of course. Charlotte Bastian. Or it's Charlotte, like Charlotte. So it's a kind of an international name. Charlotte, Bastian, yeah. Dot com. Uh, dot com, yeah, correct. Like or Bastian, like Bastian Schweinsteiger. Uh, exactly, <laughs> like Bastian Schweinsteiger. You watch football? Sometimes. Uh, what's your, what's your team? I have no team. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I have a little sympathy for, not sympathy is not the word. Yeah, um, egal. Union Berlin. Union Berlin. Like, FC so Union Berlin? Union, Union Berlin, yeah. yeah. Wow. But wow. I I don't know any players or, you know, don't ask well, me. You know it's the national team. Just because team. they're from Berlin. I just know they're from Berlin, so I like them a bit. But yeah, but you, you do know, so you do you are as at least savvy enough to know your players are, uh, your German players from the national team, yeah. right? Bastion, I know some Schweinsteiger, yeah, Schweinsteiger. Uh, Mete, um, yeah, I, 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 Schweinsteiger. Say it. But he is already. He, he's uh, old. Yeah, already, I don't... he's old. He's not playing anymore. He's but he's talking in TV. He's comment, yeah. you know, moderating some stuff. And then you yeah. got you have Mete Ozil. Has he retired yet? Who? Ozil. Ozil. Ah, the Turkish one, Özil, Mehmet Özil. Yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he retired. I haven't it seen him in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can talk German players. I just <laughs> uh, let, let's end the recording and then we can have a nice little chat that's not recorded <laughs> and say goodbye, okay? Because <laughs> that's basically what we're doing right now. Uh, okay. Zoom recording. Uh, well, thank you so How much. You? Uh, we will uh, be back uh, next week with another guest and another topic. We'll be back with another guest with another topic that may or may not be art related. Okay. <laughs>